from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Former UNC North Carolina Chancellor Holden Thorpe told a podcast that UNC is not going anywhere without NC State in conference realignment. Now, now, that's not because of football. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's not saying hey, we really like that game at the end of the year, so there's no way they're going to separate. That's not, that's not the reason. It's politics. It's politics. Sometimes there are powers that be that are more powerful than even football. Now, I, I believe in the power of football. Don't get me wrong. It's very strong. Very, the, the popularity alone will, will knock you over. But sometimes there's bigger forces at play. Uh, Holden Thorpe, former North Carolina chancellor, joined the Tying Together pod with Tim Boyum recently, and this is what he had to say about Carolina and state and how they move as a unit. Those UNC, NC State politics on the BOG are very, very important, and they played probably the bigger role of anything in the way things went down for me because – you know, uh, the memories are long, and NC State had to deal with Valvano, and they didn't like the way that came out because the system forced them to fire Valvano. And they also went through the thing with Jim Oblinger and, and Mary Easley. So when ours came around, the NC State BOG members were ready to get their uh, pound of flesh. And um, the same thing would happen if for some reason, UNC were to get a better TV deal than NC State. Uh, it would be, I, I I don't think that could be overcome. I mean, it's, it's it would be absolutely brutal. So anybody who thinks that UNC is going to go to the SEC and not take NC State with them uh, doesn't understand North Carolina politics very well. How about that last sentence? Anybody who thinks that UNC is going to go to the SEC and not take NC State with them doesn't understand North Carolina politics very well. The powers that be have spoken and know they're not saying you got to take them with it because it's better for your defense on third down. It's not about football. Mm-mm. Say a couple months ago, myself and Brian Murphy, when we were hosting in the afternoon, had State Senator Jim Perry mm-hmm. on the show. We asked him about that. He said, I don't see those two, like, like for example, if Carolina gets offered to go to the SEC, NC State is going to make sure, they're going to make sure NC State's in a position yep. where they either have to go with them or they can, one has to go to the Big Ten or something along those lines. They might split, but one's not going to go with that while the other They're not going to be left behind. Yeah, one's one's not going to have a full plate, and the other one's going to be left with a tiny. This this confirms basically what we've assumed and I believe has been obvious, right? Everybody's kind of been hinting at it with with this many uh, people in the know kind of saying it so so boldly, uh, including uh, what what Dennis just described and and now here with with the former chancellor. Uh, UNC and NC State are moving in unison out of requirement by the state. Mm Mm-hmm. They will be voting together. They will be moving together if they move. They, they're they're in lockstep. There is comfort in that, at least for me, right? Because that is a rivalry that can have some stability. That is a rivalry that you, you I mean, you have to worry about it, but maybe not as much, right? Getting Oregon, Oregon stated, 
where they're they're no longer going to be in the same conference, and who knows if Oregon State will even you know entertain keeping that rivalry alive after being abandoned by Oregon. Uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bedlam won't be continuing because Oklahoma State is is hurt and salty that that Oklahoma left them, which is dumb. It's stupid. But so so if there is some kind of guarantee here put together by by something bigger than football that says these two schools are going to stick together, then you know the rivalry is going to stick together. And I think there's something comforting in that. But this this entire conversation just goes to show how much needs to be taken into account when these negotiations are happening. The click dynamics in the ACC. Think about it like your friend group, right? There might be 10 buddies that all hang out together, but there's there's those four are actually closer, right? Like, uh, you know, th- those three are going to be in his wedding. The rest of us are just going to be at his wedding. Like, you you know the, the clicks within the click. That happens in the ACC. There's NC State and UNC are clicked up. Duke might be a little upset that they're not included. Or, or uh, UVA and Virginia Tech might be clicked up. So you, you can't, you know, you got to be careful what you tell one of them, right? It's, it's, it's that sort of deal. What about the Florida politics? Like, there's, there's so much going into this. If State and UNC are linked, I don't think that's a huge deal for either of them because they're both attractive, right? I don't think if Carolina is, is on the move and, and looking to go to the SEC, the SEC is going to go, whoa, 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 can't take you. Your friend's not cool because NC State is a draw. But think about it from maybe if uh, UVA and Virginia Tech are clicked up, right? If if they're uh, moving in lockstep because of their government. Maybe UVA is like, yeah, the Big Ten's been talking to me. Then they go to the Big Ten and say, I got to have Virginia Tech in. If the Big Ten balks at that, "Ah, you're cool, but your friend's not. right? You can come in, but tell tell your buddy he has got to get out of here. He's throwing off the vibe. If that's the response, then guess what? UVA just became a uh, a vote for stabilizing the ACC, right? UVA's best re- response, if they can't leave to the Big Ten, is maybe voting for Stanford and Cal to get into the ACC and, and stabilizing things a bit. Maybe that's how they ended up on that side. The Florida politics I brought up. Uh, how would lawmakers and legislators and elected officials and the other powers that be uh, – evaluate FSU to the SEC, would they be mad at Florida State? Because, hey, now you're encroaching on Florida's territory. I liked it when you guys were separated. Or would they go to Florida and say, uh, you better not put up a stink because we're adding Florida State to the SEC because we want the bigger media rights deal to another state school. This is why, and this is why yesterday when they canceled the the, the president's call, I was so upset. This is why you have to talk to everybody. Everybody. You like if I'm an athletic director at an ACC school, any of them, right? I'm calling governors. <laughs> I'm call I'm seeing if I can get on a call with the state legislator of every school that has or every state that has an AC school w- within its borders. Mhm. And I and I'm I just want to know, right? How how worried do I have to be about UVA wanting to leave? How worried do I have to be about North Carolina wanting to leave? How worried do I have to be? Do they have any anybody they have to bring with them? Because that changes how I move. That changes who I think are are the ones that align with with what I want the future of the ACC to look like.
If I want a strong ACC, I, I want everybody to somehow be tied to bringing Boston College with them because then nobody's going to be allowed to leave. Yeah. Right? If if the ACC has to, be, you know, you got to bring Boston College with you, then then everybody's going to be like, well, I'm, I'm going to stay in the ACC because nobody's taking me with Boston College attached. Now, I know that won't happen, but that's why you got to make the calls. Take an afternoon, right? Tell tell your, your secretary, hold my calls. I'm going to be in here talking to some people. Call the Senate majority and minority <laughs> leader of every state if you have to. Anybody that'll take your call. Yeah. Anybody that'll take Leave your call. Leave messages. You never know. They might text. call back. Do you think they text? I don't know. They might. Governor's text? I feel like that's not well i do know they they send automated texts around election time all oh. i don't know how they get my number but all of a sudden hey this is governor or uh you know i'm running for governor i'm like you're texting me now yeah Re- reply stop and they never do no not a, not not at all this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Joining us in studio, my co host on the Pack Therapy podcast, Mike Glennon, former NC State quarterback, 10 year NFL veteran. Uh, Mike, thanks for, uh, for jumping in. Uh, first of all, go find the podcast. Episode one already out. Episode two is coming out uh, in time for your morning commute on Friday. We're talking defense on, on NC State this week. Offense preview already out. Uh, while you're here, though, um, Sam Howell, right? I, I kind of like to bring you in to, to just nerd out on quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> Sam, Sam Howell went from being named the starting quarterback way later than I thought he should to absolutely Monday night football playing the role of a starting quarterback in the NFL, right? Doing what he should do, making the plays he should make, getting the ball to his playmakers, and then pulled it at halftime. Uh, is this everybody saying we overthought Sam Howell and and maybe after his freshman and sophomore year at, at Carolina, everybody was right? I never thought he should have gone in the fifth round. I'm not trying to play hindsight <laughs> like I'm Mr. Right, but I don't really know why he fell that far. Um I was still playing, so I didn't get to watch him a ton that last year at Carolina. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a – I didn't think he was a first-round pick. I thought he was probably more of a second, you know, maybe Day third. Two. yeah. Um, so I don't know why he fell, but he, clearly he shows, like, he can he can belong and he can play. And um, he, he played really well. I mean, it's – you don't want to take away anything. He played really well. Same time, it is a preseason game, and it's different when it's live bullets, but – his job was to play well in that preseason game, and he did. So don't want to overreact one way or the other um, because preseason is preseason. But he, he looked apart for sure. Uh, the the other interesting thing that that popped out of it is Terry McLaurin gets the, the turf toe. And, and anyone that's ever followed any kind of football, if you're a fantasy football player or, or just a fan of, of a specific team, you know that turf toe pops up and you're like, oh, gosh, this could be – you know, around all season, or they could be back in time for week one, and it's and it's never a thing. Uh, but he threw a touchdown to Deami Brown, which is a college teammate. It's this weird – I don't know if coaches are just figuring out that, like, hey, chemistry is important, and if you've played with somebody for a long time, it matters. 
but we're seeing Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. We're seeing Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. We're seeing uh, Tua and Jalen Waddle. Uh, we're seeing Trevor Lawrence and 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 Travis Etienne. Uh, they like making these pairs. Is is Diami Brown a guy who, by the way, was there freshman and sophomore year when everybody everybody loved him, and then wasn't there the, the last year when everybody fell out? Diami Brown. I know it's a preseason <laughs> game. I maybe maybe reaching here, but uh, like, is is Diami somebody that it's like? Hey, Sam's like I know that guy. We were in like the dorms together. I, I hear you out. I think chemistry is very important. I would have loved to play in the NFL with some of my college teammates, but I would also love to play with. Jamar, Jamar Chase, Chase Devontae. Yeah. I mean, I think no matter who their quarterback, if if uh, you know Jamar Chase had anyone, I, I should, think should they be trading be... for Javante Williams? <laughs> should they should they be going to just put the band back together? So yeah, I mean, it could go away for you know helping to make the team, mm. but you know, I, I you know they can't get go too far down that path. All those players that you mentioned are clear, clearly very good receivers. It, it, well. Yes. I mean, I, by the way, I wasn't putting Diami Brown in that category. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that ridiculous. Uh, but as far as just like I think it's 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 nice for that transition to the NFL to have a familiar face. Right. Uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, they're both independently awesome and they'd be successful anywhere. But, you know, Joe Burrow didn't he didn't have an on ramp. Right. No quarterback does anymore. If you, if you play poor for your first like six games as a starter, all of a sudden everybody's writing you off. I saw Chris Sims, and we talked about it on the show today. Chris Sims is worried about Bryce Young through two preseason games after he had Bryce Young is his number two quarterback in the draft a couple months ago. Like the the there's no leash to let guys uh, work through any issues like there there maybe once was. And I think that is where having a familiar or such as somebody you like write your hand signals, you already know them and those sorts of things, the winks and nods. It, it it could matter, and and especially if Terry McLaurin's out, because obviously Terry is the guy you want out there. But if he misses some time early, Sam Howell's making his debut as as a you know hopefully one day for him franchise quarterback in the NFL without his number one wide receiver. If you're putting in your buddy there, it's better than putting in some other you know third or fourth wide receiver on on the roster. Yeah, I definitely saw that. I mean, my rookie year in in Tampa. We brought in Jordan Rogers to be the practice squad quarterback, and I think a big part of that was because I had trained for the draft with Jordan, and they knew he was my buddy, and they needed someone, and they felt like, you know, let's have a guy that Mike's our starting quarterback. Let's bring in a guy that he's comfortable with, and even if it's just for the meeting rooms or around the building and all that. Now, what you're saying is a little different, the chemistry on the field, but mm. it can lead to off the field. Maybe it allows Sam, if I don't know how good of friends they are, but if yeah. they're good friends, maybe it allows him to be himself more or, you know, it his comfortability and and like you said when it leads to the on the field there's definitely some of that that they've done it before you know he knows exactly how he runs a back shoulder mm -hmm. or, or something that is a little the timing might be off if, if you haven't worked with a guy a bunch so with McCormick going down it might be a shot for him to get some reps out there we're talking with Mike Glennon, former NC State quarterback, longtime NFL veteran, uh, and and by the way, the co-host along with myself on the Pack Therapy podcast. So if you want his thoughts on uh, state football and, and everything Wolfpack, check that out everywhere podcasts can be found, including our YouTube page, 99.9 The Fan, episode one out now, episode two uh, coming out just uh, in a couple days here. It'll be ready for the weekend. Uh, speaking of state, they play Notre Dame week two or their second game week z week zero i guess is what's going on now uh but we have real college football this weekend and and one of them is going to be featuring sam hartman who you know made his bones at wake forest 38 touchdowns 39 touchdowns the last two years now he's at notre dame which 
38 or 39 would set the Notre Dame record for touchdown passes in a season. Uh, what do you see for Sam as he tries to, you know, I mean, I saw, I don't know if you saw it, the NIL deal. Yeah. He got, he got, got everybody beats by Dre headphones, yeah. right? Gave them all yeah. to the team in an NIL deal. Uh, as he tries to play the part of the Notre Dame quarterback, what are you looking at from him? Starting this weekend, by the way, in, in Dublin, Ireland against Navy. My biggest question for Sam Hartman is going to be how does he transition from the offense that they ran at Wake Forest into a more pro-style system at Notre Dame? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's different. It's they're not. He's not going to have that whole slow mesh anymore. It's it, it. From what I heard in the spring is it was taking a little while for him to adjust, and then he kind of got the hang of it. But it, going from uh, one – I want to say polar opposites. It's still football. It's still similar concepts, but I'm sure he's doing a lot more with protection and and more of these NFL type pass concepts. It's going to be different for him, and you know I think that's part of the reason the money talks. But I think that's part of the reason why he probably wanted to go there is to show that he can run an NFL system. So that's the biggest thing I'm going to be looking for is how does he work? You know the timing is different. That slow mesh, everything's kind of happening after the play. Where now it might be more rhythm and to see how he transitions into that more pro style offense and 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 with that kind of being the the idea um could he be like a like a I mean it's not quite a Kenny Pickett because Kenny was was so much better his final year than than he was the the previous 12 he was in college at Pitt uh could this be a guy that rises up draft boards late I mean we know and we're going to see him this weekend Caleb Williams and and Drake May and the top of the top is pretty it's gonna be tough to knock either of those guys off, but but could a guy like Hartman climb into that next tier? Physically, he's gonna be limited compared to some of those guys. He just doesn't have the same arm that they have, but he does kind of have that competitor, that it of mm. just finding a way of making a play. And you see guys like that, you know, playing the NFL for a long time. I mean, like a Sam Howell in a way, where mm. he doesn't have all the measurables, but he just has a find a way to get it done. Gardner Minshew. Bailey Zappi, I think he might be more in kind of that category of a, uh, you know, he might get a shot at some point and he might prove that he can do it. He's got a ton of reps. You know how I feel about mm-hmm. having a ton of he's, – he's done it a lot. So um, when he gets a shot at the next level, it won't be the first time doing it. But physically, he's not going to be able to catch guys like like Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. By the way, you heard him say you know how much he loves reps. So everybody on, on this show that just hears me say snaps, reps, snaps, <laughs> reps – Get get your number one the reps. Name your starter early so you can get him the reps. Reps. That, that's I'm not, I'm not the only one that uh, is is a big believer in that being important for quarterbacks. Uh, Mike, appreciate you uh, for 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 stopping in as always. And and one more time, everybody, go check out the Pack Therapy podcast uh, if you're a fan of NC State football. It's myself. It's Mike. You can find it everywhere podcasts can be found, uh, and uh, as well as our YouTube page. And uh, we're previewing the defense this week. Next week, we're previewing the UConn game, which will open the season for State. It's all on the Pack Therapy podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.